you've entered into the world of alternate realities. Here, paradigms are shifted, minds are blown, and veils are lifted. Actual supernatural experiences are brought to life through storytelling by the people who experience them. Welcome to Adventures in Mysticism with Leah Grant, where the esoteric is explored and consciousness is expanded. Visit adventuresinmysticism.com to further your spiritual development through Leah's latest offerings. And now we continue with this episode's mystical adventure. Today, I welcome Awakened Adventure Shivani Gonal from Australia down under to Adventures in Mysticism. And I'm happy to have you here with us today, Shivani. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you. You're very welcome. So tell, tell us a little bit about yourself. Gosh, that's a big question, isn't it? Um, you might know by my accent, um, originally I was born in Germany, West Germany, and I was born open, but I made it a little bit more interesting by choosing my parents. Mm -hmm. And my dad was an atheist and my mum, uh, you would say she is a full-blown narcissist. So... <laughs> Is narcissism a religion now? <laughs> oh, my God. And she's still alive. She's 95. <laughs> she's still hanging in there just right? determined till the last moment. <laughs> um, and I was a single child. Yeah, so I had nobody to bounce off on. And so I, of course, thought this was normal. And I never fit it. I literally felt like I'm on the wrong planet, literally. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so from an early age, I knew that I had to leave Germany because although I was born in the West, back then it was, I felt very oppressed. Yeah, I grew mm -hmm. up with, um, <laughs> my mom would, I mean, she was a housewife and Back then, you would literally watch the neighbors. She would always be behind the curtains, you know, watching everybody. And that Real was life really daytime TV, huh? Real life soap opera. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> everybody knew about everybody. <laughs> oh, God. And so from an early age, like I remember I made a lot of decisions when I was 15. And one was get me out of Germany. I knew I wanted to be in Australia. Um, the other one, I never ever wanted to get married. And I did get married, but for convenience. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I never wanted to have children. And yeah, all that eventuated. <laughs> yeah, so those are some pretty, it's pretty big deviations from the programming that we get. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, which yeah. which shows that you're just you know you're a starseed energy that just goes I don't get this place I mean honestly I I looked at what was um told me you know what was taught what was modeled to me and I thought is this it really you want me to you know ideally I was supposed to 
stay in the same suburb and marry a doctor and have two and a half kids, you know, and I went, surely not, (laughs) this can't be it. (laughs) And so already when I was 14, I actively started to search. So yeah, I'm not, I'm really different. And only now at the ripe age of 62, I actually realized how different I am and how many different choices I've made along the way that, yeah, most people didn't do, didn't create. So that um, that insight is beautiful. So who have you raised yourself to be then now? Oh, God, fiercely independent. (laughs) Um, I know I, I am a spiritual teacher. I know who I am, which is everything, because that was my whole thing. Who am I? Why am I here? What is this all about? And I remember already at 14, um, everybody else was into boys. I um, was into poetry, and I already back then wrote poetry about the eyes being the entry point into the soul. Mm. So obviously I was born with this. (laughs) Yeah, so you were in love with the universe. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. and, uh, you know, I would, especially at the beginning, I remember I would say stuff because I saw things, yeah, when I was three, four, five, and... Ooh, so let's get into that. Let's get into that. So when, so at three, four, and five, you had your first experiences. So, So pick, like, the most... A clear story and share that story with us. I remember, so I was probably four or five. So we are talking about early 60s. And my aunt visited and I just blurted out, how come auntie has a bad stomach? (laughs) Something like that. And of course, you know, what are you on about? Be quiet, yeah, was the reaction. But apparently she actually had stomach cancer. And I picked that up, yeah, and that came much later, but yeah. Now, was that something they knew she had stomach problems in the moment and so they didn't want you talking about it or they thought you were making it up because she wasn't having problems they, They thought I made it up because she didn't have any problems. Oh, so there's like a medical intuition that kind of came up and you had this. Yeah, yeah. but, you know, in the interim, you know, I had also closed down because every time I said something, Mm. um, I was told I'm stupid, I'm crazy. You know, I have already, I remember um, first year at school, I got in my report that I had too much fantasy. (laughs) Okay. So too creative, too much. (laughs) I didn't know you could have too much creativity. Oh, you can. That's the life force, right? (laughs) I know I got too much talking and, (laughs) but too much creativity. That's a new one. Mm. New one. Yeah. Yeah. But wait, we are in Germany, so... (laughs) <laughs> exactly. They, you know, left-brained and order and punctuality and, you know, yeah. So quite repressive in, in a lot of ways. But I, 
I think I am, I mean, what really helped me is I am a rebel, which I recognize now. So yeah. let's talk about like what happened when you did get out on your own. Did you immediately go and kind of go back into who you were? Did it take you a while to find your way there? Did you have this experience that brought you back? What happened? God, I mean, yeah, it took decades, really. <laughs> That's the truth. But, you know, it's a journey. Um, but what happened when I finally got out of Germany and, and my big wish was to travel. And back in 82, a woman traveling by herself was not the done thing, right? And I remember... I actually wanted to go with a girlfriend and she decided she was very brainwashed by her parents. And the very last moment she, she decided not to come. Mm. And that was huge, but I was, you know, determined. <laughs> and so I was really, really scared, but I went anyway. And as it happens, you know, when you say yes to what's right for you, I think all the, universal cooperative forces come to support you mm. and I remember already on the plane I met people and and like I flew to Sri Lanka um, that was my first country first country you know in in the east never no I traveled to Kenya before but other than that I, I didn't travel um, so that was good and but what really really helped me woke me up again <laughs> was an incident that happened and I just thought about it the other day because it's exactly 40 years ago wow. so imagine February um, 1982 I'm in Sri Lanka and I did the hippie thing yeah um, hanging out yeah just and there were um, buses, minibuses that would go from Colombo, that is the main city, to Hikadua, which is like a circus, surface resort where, where I stayed. And you could hail these buses at any time. You could also get off these buses at any time. Mm -hmm. And so here I am on the bus and I'm maybe 10 kilometers before I would have gotten off. And I hear this booming voice, get out now. And it was so loud that I'm actually looking around in the bus and I'm going, who's talking to me? And the bus was full, you know, and Asia with chickens and people are talking, but nobody's talking to me. I'm going, what is this? And then again, get out now. Wow. And you know, I'm 22. I'm going, oh. <laughs> so, so the rebel is still strongly <laughs> fighting against the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so here the third time and it was literally, oh, okay. You know, what the, anyway, I get off and I literally sit on the curb going, I don't know what just happened. Didn't even think much about it and just hailed the next bus and got off where I needed to and that was of course before we had cell phones right none of that existed mm -hmm. and the next day 
I look at the newspaper, the local newspaper, the bus had crashed. Uh -huh. Like I got off three kilometers before I was supposed to get off and the bus crashed after I got off. I just got chills. <laughs> I know. It's like, <laughs> yeah, you weren't meant to be on that bus. No. And yeah, I mean, it, I was really stubborn because that's, I mean, I heard this voice again. Yeah. But it's the very first time. Um, yeah. It was really like you and I just, I'm yelling it into your ear, get out now. Yeah. Right. And I'm very well, I've glad. had, I've had those voices. <laughs> That's how I ended up in Las Vegas. <laughs> so I'm yeah. familiar with those voices that don't let up. Yeah. yeah. Now, I, I do think, though, that you have free will, right? You could have stayed on the bus. You could have said, OK, I hear you and whatever. Right. Yeah. 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 So very glad I listened. <laughs> so once you found that out and you went, OK, so that voice was divine or my higher self or something, then how did it bring you back? Just trusting, you know, like, like I said, the German society didn't exactly embrace my unicornness, yeah? And so it brought back that, yes, this is who I am, and yes, I am protected, and what it also brought back was the trust to be able to make a decision in the moment, mm. because that's what I had to do while I was traveling. Yeah. And I remember deciding, like I met these four people and deciding in the moment, okay, yes, I'm going to travel with, with these people. And we actually ended up traveling all across Southeast Asia. So the, there were five of us and we had a board. That's fantastic. Yeah. So it's, you know, when you're traveling, like you have to make a lot of decisions in the moment. So that sounds like it was a pretty impactful, pivotal event for you. Is there another kind of supernatural or paranormal experience that you've had that also impacted you really deeply? Mm. Yeah, and honestly, to this time, I have no explanation, okay? Okay. And, yeah, how, so we're talking about the early 90s, and I was very deeply into rebirthing, breath work, you know, really working on my stuff. And part of that was also work, learning how to do energy healing. And also learning how to use a pendulum. And so I was really, and I was just fascinated, you know, oh my God, the pendulum moves, you know, that sort of stuff. So anyway, I and so that was the time. And I ended up flying to London. And I'm arriving in London, okay, after a huge flight. I'm going up the escalator. Now I'm up the, I'm walking up some steps. And this guy comes on the other, comes down the steps. He stops me and he says, here's your pendulum. And he gives me the pendulum. And it was a very unusual pendulum. It was clear quartz. 
but it was like there was a figure carved in it. Like it was, when I had like very physical, yeah, when I showed people the pendulum, everybody goes, wow, I've never seen anything like it. And he just disappeared. (laughs) (laughs) So have you had any sense or messages of what that was about, who it was from? It was more confirmation, I feel, that this is the right, like I'm still using the pendulum with the Akashic records that I do. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a confirmation. And I'm not sure whether this was really a human being, <laughs> looked like a human being. Right. But, you know, soon it was, do you know what I mean? So fast like this here I am jet lagged I'm stomping up the stairs and this guy stops me and gives me this pendulum and before I could even look back he disappeared right yeah (laughs) and that's again I'm getting chills it's so funny how that happened so Yeah. yeah it's that sounds amazing yeah yeah so it it gave me the sense of, in a good way, that I'm watched over. Mm. Yeah? Mm-hmm. There's so much more intelligence around us that we don't realize. Right. Because why would I be given a pension? <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. Now, you mentioned, so for those who, who aren't familiar, because I have a lot of different listeners on this, a pendulum is a divination tool. Oh, yeah. That, do you have one there you can show them? Okay. If, if it's not close by, don't worry about it. Yeah, no. So if, you know, it's, it's essentially typically on the end of a string and you hold it and then it will move back and forth to give you the answers to questions that you ask. And there's a lot more complexity to it than that. That's just the simplistic definition of it. But you also mentioned the Akashic Records. And that's something that I think a lot of people aren't as familiar with. Would Mm. you be open to sharing a bit about that and your work with those? Yeah, sure. Uh, So for those of you who don't know what the Akashic Records are, it's basically an energetic database that records everything you've ever done in various lifetimes at soul level. And it also records who you are, what your divine gifts are, your life lesson, your soul specialization, your soul group of origination. Yeah, so for example, when somebody read for me and she told me about the planet I'm originally from, um, I, spontaneously started sobbing because because everything suddenly made so much sense Mm. yeah so so everyone has their very own record and i'm trained um, to access that and the cool thing is we can also have a look at you know where the blocks where the restrictions where's the karma and then clear it, yeah? And we're literally clearing the total unconscious because if you've created a vow of poverty, say five lifetimes ago, you have no idea you did that, but it will have repercussion today, 
yeah and usually people struggle with money or they make good money and somehow they always create more bills yeah uh. and the cool thing is once they actually clear it yeah so i can clear it on the level of the akashic but the client will clear it through the emotional mental into the physical because that's where we want to create change and then, of course, if you take new action steps, because we are still in 3D, your life shifts. I've seen it over and over again, yeah, because we don't know the karma we are up against. Mm. Yeah. And karma is really only um, the, you know, the energy that you make a decision with will also be the energy of the consequences. Yeah, it's not about being punished by God or it's just if you make a decision out of lack, there'll be more lack. Oh, that's fascinating because I've always thought of it. I've always thought of karma as a balancing of the energy. So and that the energy isn't necessarily directly connected with what you did. So like you might you know, have cut somebody off on the freeway, but then the next day somebody cuts in front of you in line or something somewhere else, right? So that it wasn't as, I guess, tit for tat, so to speak. Mm. <laughs> it's more when you make a decision. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If, if, I mean, cutting off somebody on traffic, meh. but, you know, if you make like you make a decision, for example, okay, uh, you lost your job, you wanted forever to have your own business, but fear is basically stopping you, yeah? And so now you need to make another decision. What do I do? Do I go back and try for another job or do I actually do what my soul is calling me to do, yeah? So if you then, if you in a way know that losing your job was actually orchestrated in some shape or form by the universe in order for you to actually mm -hmm. look further afield and mm -hmm. expand yourself, yeah, empower yourself at soul level. If you then go on, no, it's, you know, no, I'm going for another job, you will create karma. Hmm. That's fascinating. But only, but only because meaning, okay, because you used, you might not be conscious of it, but say you used, you made a decision because you're afraid. Yeah, you made a decision and you become, you're small. Um, what probably will happen is yes, you will get another job, but you have problems in mm -hmm. some shape or form. Yeah, so it's not about punishment. Right. At all. It's more the consequences of your decisions. Yeah. And yeah, that's a that's a really uh, fascinating distinction in how and how to look at it. Mm. I can see that I can see that making a difference in a lot of ways for people who may be thinking about karma as the punishment aspect of it. Yeah, no, I, I really don't believe that, like, if anything, um, I'm a heretic, I really believe we are all gods and goddesses ourselves. There's no god up in the cloud that punishes you. 
you are actually the divine creator. You are God. Yeah. Yeah. And so for me, yeah, for me, I see us as co-creators with a greater source of energy, right? With just like the collective energy, I guess, maybe is what I would look at it as, as opposed to like, there's no white haired man in the sky. (laughs) I don't see that. But, but in terms of like us being all connected and then inside of these human bodies, there's this, you know, spark of the spirit, which is a piece of the all. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how I see it because I'm really um, interested in, in general, how, how do we create, how do we manifest? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And my experience is, and that's why I'm saying you are God or I'm God that it, takes like we have to take the first step yeah it's like you have to put your stake in the ground and then all cooperative forces can come and support you and that's the greater field yeah Mm -hmm. but i feel that most of us do it you're trying to do it the wrong way around meaning we are waiting for a sign or we're Mm -hmm. waiting yeah we're waiting from we're waiting for something from the universe and quite often then oh here's a sign but we are using our mind yeah we we can make anything that it's a sign yeah well i saw a one i saw 11 11 i saw 11 11 it's a sign yeah and look i see it too and for me it's like okay yep i'm i'm just touching on the you know it's like i'm aware of the divine well, the other thing too is I, th- I actually thought about this one day and I thought, well, how many times do I see other numbers and I just don't register them? So one day I wrote down every time I looked at the clock and saw a number. And the reality is like the only reason we pull out 1111 or 222 from any other number we see during the day on the clock is because we've given significance to it. Mm. Yeah. Because here's the thing, I mean, the mind is so incredible. Um, What really, what you focus on um, becomes apparent, yeah? And Mm -hmm. um, if I think of, if you ever wanted to buy a new car, yeah? Or, yeah, let's go with a car. It doesn't even have to be new. And you know you want this particular brand and this particular model. Okay, and you're in the process of preparing yourself to buy a car. Suddenly on the highway, every third bloody car is the, is the one you want, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. I've heard that I've heard that example, but in the it's your boy the boyfriend you broke up with's car. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like you break up with him and then everywhere you see his car. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, or that, yeah, because whatever is in your mind foremost, you will project, yeah, and whatever you believe is true. There's no universal God that will say, no, 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 you're wrong. No, 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 whatever you believe is true. So the question is, is what you're believing, is, is that helping you to move further? Yeah. yeah, this is this is exactly like something that I teach where I talk about um, people don't live from what's true. They live from their perception of what's true and that what they 
believe is different at different levels of consciousness. And so there isn't this, like you said, there isn't this like one truth. There's, there's different truths depending on which angle you're coming at it from. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that belief system I've noticed for me creates compassion for others. I don't know what the experience has been for you in recognizing that. Well, I tell you what, the more I've been working on my own stuff, um, the more compassion and the more understanding I have for others. And because I, like I said, I have five planets in Scorpio, I don't do anything by half. So in the late 80s, I embarked on breath work and 300 sessions later, <laughs> I kid you not, I had, I'm a very different person now, let's say it this way. I, I needed these sessions, right? However, that really helped me to see that we are all similar. We all have the same stuff, but it's packaged maybe a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. But we all, you know, if you're spiritual and you have an intention to become sovereign, say that, and for me, being sovereign means nothing from the outside can actually influence who you are Mm -hmm. deeply. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, So now I've lost my train of thought. (laughs) No problem. I was just, I was laughing on the inside because. I have five planets in Scorpio and I was like, Oh, that's why we get a lot. That's why I like her and know her. Cause yeah. And, and we don't do anything a little, the deepest dive you could take. I decided I wanted to learn how to meditate better. So I signed up for a 21 day Vipassana meditation in the middle of the jungle. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I feel like, Oh, let's take a little weekend class or let's do 10 minutes on the calm app. No, no. (laughs) Yeah, no, I did this three times, Vipassana. <laughs> yeah. Right, so I totally understand. Yeah. So, yeah, totally but, but because of this, right, I can, like, I see patterns really easily, but, yeah, I'm very compassionate because we are, I really believe that since we are born, we got totally brainwashed and everything that's up is down and vice versa. Yeah, we've been so brainwashed to be small, to only use our minds, to believe we are not good enough. Um, You know, everything is fear-driven. And that's been created. And and like you said, to only focus on what's outside of ourselves and to distrust the messages that come from within. Yeah, because intuition, I mean, it's getting better now, yeah, but intuition in general is poo-pooed, yeah, like any of the softer abilities, um, well, this is who we are, like, if we could actually learn to make decisions from our soul, from our hearts, from our bodies, our lives would be very, very different in a good way, yeah, it's because we're so brainwash to use our brains yeah our minds so in terms of what you're offering now how would you describe you know the work that you're doing in the world now 
Ah, look, um, I help beautiful women, highly conscious women, so women that are not blaming anymore, they're not in victimhood. And I help them to be empowered and put their work out strongly into the world. And I help them basically by aligning their Akashic records with their business. And it's so cool, like mm -hmm. I totally love it because most of the time we take away things, yeah? Most people, that's another thing, you know, we are taught to work, work, work. And if you're idle, you're lazy, yeah? Well, I believe, hey, why don't we create a business that's easy and simple and elegant and you still make money and you don't kill yourself while you're doing this? <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's that's yeah. the ideal. <laughs> It'd be nice to live through a business. <laughs> yeah, because I think, you know, we all know we are in incredible times at the moment, right? Mm -hmm. And I feel there is really now the push towards individuation. Yeah, right. so any cookie cutter methods in business, they used to work, but now they don't. Right. It, because it's all about who are you, you know, what, what are your divine gifts and how can you express that? Yeah. Beautifully said. Now, Shivani is also going to be one of the presenters on the Spiritually Architect, the Future Immersive that is happening on March 24th and 25th that I am hosting. And if you would like to hear her take and experience her exercise that she's going to be sharing on that event around demysticism. So we're talking about mysticism on this show and we're talking about demysticism in her presentation. Uh, please visit spirituallyarchitectthefuture.com and register. Live registration is free um, if you attend live. Do you want to give anybody a sneak peek on what you're doing on there? Yeah, look, um, I'm, very, I'm very happy doing this. Uh, I'm actually looking at what will stop you from fulfilling your full potential because it's not talked about a lot. And we have, a, we have an ego, but we also have a spiritual ego. And so I'm going to talk about the spiritual ego and how it can derail you basically and how to recognize it. Because I think the more we know and recognize, then we can make a new decision. So that's a huge topic and I'm really interested in hearing about it. That's the Scorpio energy, isn't it? <laughs> Let's go well, down. I mean, go. I'll tell you as a Scorpio, I've definitely met my own spiritual ego and gone, Ooh, you're even more stubborn than the first one. Oh, I know. <laughs> you think the ego is bad. Yeah. Oh, I was, I was like, mean, yeah. Give, give yeah. it, give an ego some wisdom and you're in big trouble. <laughs> I tell you what, I mean, now I blush, but, you know, because we all have to go through it, right? And I remember, again, in my 30s, I was so holy. Oh, my God. So I had really, really long hair down to my bum. 
but I put it into a Shiva knot. I was, I have very fine hair, so I could literally, without pins, so I had a Shiva knot, and I wore only white. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and and you were going to show everyone how much more pure you Oh, yeah. Well, I was a yoga teacher, you know, I was very pure. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's spiritual either. <laughs> awesome. Well, I really appreciate you being with us here today, Shivani. It's had, it's so much fun to hear your stories. And I love when I get the chills when people tell their stories. So thank you for sharing yourself and very excited to um, hear more when you are a guest on Spiritually Architect the Future later this month. Yeah, I'm excited, Leah. Thank you. All right. And for those of you who are joining um, next week, we will have another presenter from the Spiritually Architect the Future event who will join us. And until then, remember that your spiritual journey is a supernatural adventure in and of itself. Enjoy the unfolding and embrace the unknown. Thank you for joining today's Adventures in Mysticism with Leah Grant. To go on more journeys with Leah, subscribe now. To step more fully into your spiritual role of bringing about a positive high-frequency future for humanity, visit adventuresinmysticism.com.